Hi, I'm Chris Lamont, New South Wales Small Business Commissioner. My guest today is Lachlan Stevens, a young entrepreneur from Wollongong who has helped redefine the burger business and won a number of accolades for his work. I'll be speaking to Lachlan about how he came to be running his own business, called His Boy Elroy, the lessons he learnt along the way and the challenges of growing the business during COVID. Welcome to Talking Business, Lachlan. Thanks for having me, Chris. Really appreciate it. For our listeners, uh, you can hear some background where Lachlan is. Where, where are you today, Lachlan? So we're down at Shell uh, Cove at Waterfront. Um, so a new Waterfront precinct, um, and they're, they're hosting us for a food and wine festival. So there's a little bit of construction going on down here. I think it's a um, an Oscars um, hotel group um, is, is um, fitting out a, a large space down here. So, lucky for those who haven't sampled uh, the product uh, from his boy Elroy, what what can they expect, and 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 what 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 is the nature of your customer base? So, Chris, I'm a fairly simple fella, and the brand matches up perfectly to me. We do burgers, uh, craft beer, and sports. So, everything that I ever want, um, uh, and and um, it opens itself up to a lot of other people like me. So, men aged between generally 25 to, to 55. Um, they can come down um, in a nice, comfortable environment, um, chat sports with our, our staff, um, enjoy a burger and a, and a craft beer. Uh, we also have a men's mental health charity off the back of his boy Elroy called Barstool Brothers. Um, and it's a community of 1,400 men who come together um, all with this, this concept of um, healthy um, socialization um, within licensed venues to create a network of, of men. What did you do before establishing his boy Elroy? So it's it's not a traditional kind of approach into hospitality, I guess you could say. I I started off. I guess my journey started in the army. I I served six and a half years as a combat engineer. I did a couple of deployments to Afghanistan and then I transitioned out um, into uh, Merlin Entertainment. So Merlin Entertainment is a tourism and hospitality company, um, which is, is a global company um, with 120 attractions around the world. And uh, I was almost in a, a change management role from an operational perspective. So I'd go into attractions around Australia and, and tinker with them and and, and polish them up, and I ha- had quite some success there. And um, I, I kind of figured I got to that point where I was like, "Oh, I've got to be going out and doing it for myself, and 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 um, writing my own story, and, and finding a, a good brand um, and polishing it up." And and there therein lies kind of um, his boy Elroy, our, our burger bar down here in Wollongong. So, so what attracted you to the business, his boy Elroy? It was a logical pro- progression, I think, Chris. I, I felt that it was time um, for me to step up. I, I felt I achieved what I wanted to um, in a larger organisation. And I also um, thought about the concept of going from a larger organisation and applying those learnings, which there are a lot, um, to to a small smaller business and a smaller operation, and I felt if I, I and I'm quite naturally kind of in tune to 
um, uh, to a business at an operational or a granular level. Um, I just needed to refine and polish up my skills at that larger organizational level. And I did that. So um, I did have a little bit of fear and anxiety about just taking that leap. Um, but I also kind of have to back um, myself and, and think, well, you know what, you've, you've approached this in a very methodical way. You've learned about leadership and the importance of values within the defence force. Um, you've learned about the um, strategic and, and um, uh, larger management and leadership within a, a larger organisation. Now take those learnings and apply it to a smaller business and that's what we did. Mm. And we spoke a lot um, at the height of COVID with, you know, restrictions and there were some real challenges across the country uh, as well as New South Wales with small businesses dealing with the, the fallout of COVID. But, but your business actually grew during that period. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, I'd hate to say it, but COVID was actually a good thing for our business from a business perspective. Now, in March 2020, um, worlds get struck down with COVID. Um, and what we noticed with a lot of businesses, um, a lot of businesses went on that, approached it from that, that victim mentality perspective. And everyone's a victim um, within the pandemic, whether you own a business or you don't. And what we didn't want to do was position ourselves that way. The, the most effective way for us, we thought, um, to capture the, the attention of our audience and our community was to actually be proactive in addressing it. It also allowed us a really good opportunity to reposition ourselves within the market against our competitors. We saw our competitors sitting on their hands and we saw that as an opportunity to kind of open another location um, south of our, our current store um, as a pop-up, um, employ a whole heap of new staff and, and get the cream of the crop because they've, they've been stood down by um, uh, their, their, their employers um, and also commit and, and contribute back into our community through way of um, our men's mental health charity, the Barstool Brothers. Mm -hmm. But you used also like the, the Dine and Discover program. I think one of the best marketing uh, strategies I saw during COVID was how you combined that program with your offering. Um, we, we, that, that was a great New South Wales government uh, incentive and they need to be commended for that. And through this process, because it was so fluid, um, we had to adjust on the run. And what we did was um, when the D Dine and Discover voucher um, was released, um, we made sure we gave our customers value for money. So you basically get two burgers and two fries uh, for $25. So it was right at that price point which the um, Dine and Discover um, was released at. And what that was designed to do was create and, and get the lion's share of redemptions within our community um, by offering that value for money. Um, and often we'll see a lot of people come in and they'll spend that $25 and get that great value for money. But they'll be staying for, for quite some time after just spending on drinks and, and whatnot. So it was, and we, we had over half a million dollars worth of redemptions through that 
that program, which was uh, phenomenally amazing for anyone that knows his boy Elroy. We're a smaller venue, um, and to capture that amount of, of redemptions, it, it was truly a highlight of, of that period. Uh, well done on that. I, th- I thought it was very impressive. Um, you mentioned staff before. Um, just how hard is it currently for you to recruit staff and, and and then on the other side, retain the great staff that you've got? So traditionally, we haven't had a problem in retention. Um, our business is based on really strong values of loyalty, community and authenticity. And as I said, we've got a men's mental health charity. So staff can see us investing in our community. So they automatically feel... Um, feel compelled to invest in us, but it's that finding of the staff and 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 um, polishing them towards our culture, um, which is a difficult part. Everyone knows there's a, a staffing, uh, I guess, staff, staffing crisis at the moment across all industries, but it's particularly bad within the hospitality industry. So in at uh, to to find those staff is quite challenging we've kind of changed tack now where we're looking at our menu and we're looking at how we can refine the processes within our menu to to de de-skill it almost so to make the the menu as easy as possible so we can get those unskilled workers not those not chefs um because that's where we're we're really seeing a, a lot of issues yeah. Um, you've spoke, spoken about um, the importance of, of local charities and, and worthwhile charities, but do you see yourself going in, in more of that direction? What, what is the next, the next chapter uh, of your uh, business growth and entrepreneurial uh, uh, adventure? So I didn't really get into business for, for money. And like, I know that sounds a little bit cliche, but, but I, I live and breathe by by that, I, um, I I I do it to improve the community we live in, um, and whether that is through his boy Elroy or through our men's mental health charity, um, we will try and better our community as opposed to um, line our pockets. So my motivations, personally, um, from a professional perspective. Uh, is to better that community. And the way we best do that is through our men's mental health charity. At the moment, we're running a 12-month pilot program to train as many hospitality workers within New South Wales as possible in a baseline men's mental health course. Um, And that will give us a lot of fulfilment because we see these staffing issues um, and, and staff retention issues within workplaces. Now, if you improve the workplace cultures and address these issues, particularly around mental health, long working hours, um, healthy lifestyle, self-care, how to identify um, signs and symptoms of um, poor mental health within your peers, um, you can improve these workplace cultures and that's where we can have most impact. And that, that is really what lights a fire within me and I think that's where the future um, and where my efforts will be going towards. No, that's excellent. So I want to go back again. Um, the younger uh, Lockie Stevens, um, you know, when you started your journey, not just in, in your current business, but, but 
What, what have you learnt along the way in the last few years um, that you could pass on to your younger self if you could or perhaps pass on to other younger entrepreneurs? I, I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give to uh, anyone um, but also a, a younger self is enjoy the journey. Um, that's something I, I made a mistake of, of kind of uh, I want, I'm more concerned about the outcome um, as opposed to enjoying the journey. And it's only been in the last couple of years that I've started to really enjoy the journey. Um, the other thing is the importance of having a strong set of personal values and applying those values and ensuring they align to um, your business values. If they don't align, you find you disengage with your product or your, your, your customer base and your, your staff. Um, and, and that's no good for business. So having a strong set of values, and that was forged in my, my service in the, the, the Defence Force, um, having a strong set of values has really kind of benefited me and, and kept me kind of on the straight and narrow in, um, in terms of where we want to go from a business perspective. And looking forward over the next, say, six months, um, what are your expectations in the business, Lachlan? Do you, do you, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, pessimism at the moment about rising costs and the like, and, and that is real. Um, but what do you see for your business end, and probably the Wollongong economy as well? Are you going to have a sense of what the next six months might be like? Yeah. So as you said, inflation is going through the roof. Food costs are going up. Staff costs are coming. We we're having to pay overs to to recruit and find talent. Um, so there is a lot of pessimism from my from an entrepreneur's perspective i look at that and i see opportunity as well i i feel the stresses just as much as any other business owner um but if i can push through those stresses and and see well actually you know what some more opportunities for acquisitions of existing businesses might come up um because people are feeling these same feelings and i that i am um or um, there could be opportunities in terms of of um, not sitting on your hands, just like just like my COVID example, but not sitting on your hands and actually getting on the front foot. So um, we're looking at a, a larger space uh, for his boy Elroy um, and um, another food truck, um, and so we're we're looking to kind of double down um, because we know in this t- turbulence there is also opportunity. So, Lockie, where do you where do you get your support? You'd be facing you know, a lot of stress on a on a daily basis. You'd be dealing with suppliers, customers, staff, a host of bills. Who supports you so you can get on and do what you do best? I would be murdered if I didn't say it was my wife, but it, it is my wife, Selena. Um, she's an incredible amount of support um, that she provides me. Um, whilst always also kind of dealing with her stuff in her own work. So, um, yeah, I would have to say Selena, but also um, the, the 1,400 Barstool brothers um, that, that support me both personally and professionally. So I've got a lot of good mentors um, uh, which, which make life easier. Lucky, can I just thank you? Um, I've met your wife and yourself a number of times you were an absolute inspiration, I think, over the last two years for many other small businesses. 
Um, you called uh, out various issues. We responded in kind at the commission and we took a lot of your advice uh, in the messages that we were giving to government and indeed how we provided our services at the commission. So I think your success is just amazing and an inspiration. Um, thanks, thanks for agreeing to participate today and we look forward to hearing more about your business journey, not just his boy Elroy, but where you go next. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the kind words and, and thank you to the, the Commission um, for all the work that you guys have done through through COVID and um, supporting supporting businesses because I was witness to, to all that hard work and, and um, I know it doesn't come without effort. No, thanks, Lachlan. I'm Chris Lamont. Thanks for listening. We'll return soon with another episode of Talking Business.